Welcome to episode 128. I am Gonzo. I'm John. I'm still Kathy. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of More Than Dice. For people that kind of were new because I assume we'll ask them to the stream end. No, you were just in the uh, ultra uber secret part of the podcast called the Pre-Ramble. That shh. <laughs> yeah, super secret. <laughs> I mean, it's so secret. I didn't even know it was a secret. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode. Uh, today's episode is going to be a big hobby day. Um, Kathy's going to be working on her sea base. I'm going to be working on some judgment models um, and such. Uh, so we'll be doing a, kind of like a split screen uh, to do some of that stuff. Um, but there are a couple of things we're going to have to do first. We also want to do our first things first. Thank all of our awesome sponsors. Uh, thank Muse on Minis for providing a place to host our podcast and bringing it out to the masses. Uh, if you don't follow them, uh, make sure you do. Also, if you buy anything from them, use the code more than dice, all one word, and you get 10% off your order. Um, we also, if you can't find us there, you can find us on a plethora of different devices. Plethora. Uh, super plethora. Super, super plethora. Uh, we want to thank Metalhead Minis for sponsoring us. Uh, Lynn is going to be helping us out with a bunch of stuff. Uh, she is super, super awesome. Um, what else? We got uh, Tectonic Crash Studios, Dan the Man. Uh, I'll be talking with him shortly about some cool new projects. Uh, we do have some things to give away, but we'll do that some other time uh, from his store. Uh, and then we want to thank Creature Caster uh, for sponsoring us. If you like awesome, awesome miniatures that are super freaking cool and also really good paints, uh, check out Creature Casters. They are a great company. Uh, he also does streaming online and everything on Twitch. And he's just such a great person. Uh, did I miss anybody? No, I think I got everybody. Oh. Actually, we did miss people. We want to thank all of our viewers, listeners, and everything else. People that follow us on Twitch, Facebook, all the different platforms and listens to us. We want to thank y'all. Um, it's been really cool to see people uh, message on certain things. Like I saw someone who was talking to... John Templeton was talking to John about his models on Star Wars. We like to see feedback. We like to hear people talk about stuff. Um, so thanks for that. Um, John, do we have any uh, shout outs that we need to give? I mean, not that most people are going to get, but uh, legendary uh, Redskins coach Joe Bugle, who supervised the Hogs way back in the day, uh, just passed. So that's close to me for the let's call them the washington football team and hopefully they'll change their name soon but uh he did just pass this weekend um Ka uh, captain mizzy sent me uh, milton glazer uh as a graphic design archon he designed the uh i love new york logo uh okay. some logos for dc comics uh, a bunch of stuff i guess i mean i don't know him but it, she's a graphic design artist so this is something was very important he passed away uh the 26th um, so he did a lot. He also, he got a bunch of media awards and such, but I guess he was very, uh, very important in, uh, graphic design work. Don't know him very well. Um, anybody else? Yeah. My, uh, yeah, there is. <laughs> Uh, this last week, um, Kathy had a good friend of hers pass away, um, and uh, was pretty personal to her. 
So um, we'll give a shout out to him. Um, I also had a uh, one of my dogs pass away. Uh, so I'll give a shout out to Tucker if you saw him on my Facebook page. He was a he was a pretty strong dog. He uh, he was 15 years old. Um, he was the one that I've talked about that had a uh, a stroke on air. Um, and so uh, it was just time. Um, so this has been a pretty rough week for us. So we're just gonna do a simple hobby day, hang out, paint, talk about stupid shit. Um, try not to talk about food too much, but John made sure he had a snack this time, um, type thing. Um, other than that, um, I'm sure Kathy, you're drinking a gin and tonic tonight. Yep. <laughs> uh, John, Dr. Right. Pepper and something. Okay. Anyone else want to guess? Uh, Kraken. I mean, you're 50% right. <laughs> Dr. Pepper and... It's orange juice and Kraken. It's a force blow. Oh, orange juice and Kraken. Oh, yeah. I think I would rather drink the uh, the Captain's Wafers with sour cream. <laughs> you, you would not, because it tastes like an orange Julius. <laughs> All right, uh, Captain Busy, that's another one to try. Orange juice and Kraken? It's good. All right. Captain Mizzy sets that one up for us. Uh, today, I am drinking um, uh, uh, red wine that has been aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, a Cabernet Sauvignon aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, I had it before. Yeah. yeah. I had to... Um, uh, I opened it up this last week, so I'm like, oh, I need to finish it before it gets bad and everything. What is the mix on that, Legionnaire? Is asking What's you the mix on that? Just fucking eyeball it. That's how I'm <laughs> fucking eyeball it. If you can see straight in 30 minutes, it's not mixed enough. <laughs> Literally, I would just put the Kraken in a good bit. I, I also drink large drinks, so mix wouldn't help you too much. Put the orange juice in, leave some space, take a sip. If it's a little heavy, put some orange juice in. So, m mix to taste? Mix to taste. It... it you want it just at the edge, you're like, okay, I can't entirely taste that there's alcohol anymore. That's the perfect spot. Just enough, you're like, I know there's alcohol in here. I can taste a little bit, but not enough to detract. Yeah, it's his mixing rules, too. <laughs> That's just the way I am. So, guys, for all the people that um, we've missed, all the people that are out there, um, to all of our friends, all of our family, please look after each other. Please check on each other, and um, let's have a good stream. Cheers. 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 Oh, this is so good. Yeah, this one's a bit light, but I was at a crack. I almost had a cracking, so mm. it'll All be right. fine. So let me switch over. I didn't get to finish up. actually liked it a little bigger. It actually worked pretty well. I mean, you're covering Kathy's wonderful hands, but you can still see what she was painting.
Because she's got, she's really good at keeping keeping what she's painting in the center of the screen. She's like a professional. <laughs> Almost like she does this five days a week or shit. I have an arrow drawn on my table that says where my hand should be. <laughs> Shh! Don't don't pull back the curtain. Oh yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, Crimson says he can't hear you, Gonzo. Can anyone else hear Gonzo? I imagine after all this time, we had to have people hearing Gonzo. Oh, okay. Which one you changed the cameras? Didn't that happen last time? Oy vey. changed. Actually, not really an oy vey. Or Mike Oigavolt. I don't know a lot of Yiddish, but I'll, I'll try and use the little Yiddish I know in proper. Bay's working on it. Ooh. The funny thing about my drinks, Kathy? Here I was you go. How about now? Straight beforehand. Uh-oh, let's see. That's too many Gonzo faces. We got upside down Gonzo. We got right side up Gonzo. We got Gonzo's painting. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of this one. This is before we fixed it. Um, fix it over from the, the Skype thing. So let me get rid of that and put this over here and then move Kathy around because she's the boss. Like a boss. Actually, let me do this. We're going to play around with this screen for a minute. Kathy and I usually don't paint at the same times because she's usually just chilling. I'm teaching, right, I, I guess. Uh... Yeah. They have arranging cameras live on stream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to zoom this in. That way you can get a better look of the model that I'm painting. Um, it's white. It is white now. Oh, Prime yeah, successfully. It's, it's always, uh, white's always crazy with the camera. It, uh, yeah, it sucks. So, properties. I'm going to zoom that out just a little bit. Jared <laughs> says he says has his airbrush, but he can't make himself use it again because he doesn't want to clean it. Uh, I know that oh. feeling. You know, if you just uh, if you just run the cleaner through it after you use it every time, there we go. just run the cleaner through it. You don't have to take it apart and everything. Yeah, eventually I'll set up airbrush for myself and Banyan, but that's not yet. Oh, I know what I did wrong. <laughs> Today is not that day. I'll be honest, 2020 might not be the year for that. <laughs> I mean, I totally can. Yeah, and you're not talking to me, so... Uh... I don't, I mean... Based on how trolly is in this video game, I feel like you had to be just as trolly back here. Good lord. Right? Totally trolly. Yeah, you're super trolly. back 
weeks ago. When Gonzo printed those... I appreciate the inclusion, but that, they're throwing that we around pretty, uh, pretty loosely. I'm pretty sure you made them. As much as I'd like to claim credit, I didn't really do anything. Do a quick wash or a, uh, like gray or something. Uh, foundation, or not foundation paint. Got a brain not working. Uh, Unless you have foundation paint. I mean, I do have foundation paint still. But I also have foundation paint. They're not that good because those bottles are mediocre, but some of them are okay. There shouldn't be once they're primed and everything. Oh, uh, Gonzo, they can't hear you again. Oh, again, your your camera switched back to the upside down one too, which is funny. That's odd. Here, I'll put it behind. How about that? Can you hear me now? Hopefully, they can hear you now. Hopefully. Okay, uh, there you go. Okay. So, <laughs> yay, back on stream. Uh, so, the the consistency of the print seemed to be the same. I don't see any obvious flaws in the different materials um, between the gray and the green. Uh, the green is... I have to check them on the bottom just to make sure because of... Because uh, I left a little bit of green so I could tell the difference in case. The the one on the top is the green. And you got a little bit of flexibility, but not enough. I mean, if I push this the whole way, it'll, of course, snap. Uh, but it's got a little bit of flexibility. And then this one, I can push it. And it's got about the same flexibility. A little bit more, though. I would say it's a little bit more flexible right. than uh, the other one. But not by much. What about uh, the the details, like the surface, uh, you know, like the weird little line That's stuff that you get with 3D printing. Yeah. Like, here's the little line. You can barely see it. I don't even know if y'all can see it even on the screen because it's so hard to see. I mean, no, not really. Yeah, you really can't. Even, like, with my glasses on, let me put these little weird specks. The, the, the lines are a about the same I would say maybe the gray is a little bit more defined but that could be the primer because it could have filled it in true it's not exactly scientific but yeah so I mean it's not like similar. A, yeah looks similar enough uh, I'm not seeing a major like oh the gray is 10 times better um, than the other one but it looks looks okay to me I'm not seeing any major differences. Uh, I will be restructuring all my 3D printers this week. Um, same potting on the back, you know, from popping the prints off. Because I, I popped them instead of cut them because I wanted to see how the that does on this stuff. So, says, not seeing any major issues. Not seeing any glaring, you know, green's better than gray type thing. So, we'll have to see. Play around with some more. I've got a few things I need to print. Um, I've got a couple of those nun chibis 
over on the um, on the printer right now that I need to get done. So, all right. So I got this one primed and white highlighted, which you cannot see on the the screen at all because it's all white washed out. And we were talking about what color to do the goblins. Now, the faces and skin, we're going to do with contrast warp lightning, I think, is what we're going to try to use. Um, because it's a really, really bright green and should go really good with this white. Um, we'll test it out a little bit before we do anything. But I haven't tried it over straight white yet. I put mine over another green, and I think it did what I wanted. That's what the Hulk is. Where's the Hulk? I moved the Hulk. Did the Hulk move? Which I still have a, a Hulk to uh, give to Kathy, but I'm going to be sending uh, something to Jim also. So. The Hulk, it's not easy to tell uh, because I don't have a lot of light in here because it makes it super hot because it's summer. <laughs> but uh, I did that on him. Also, you can check out online for my pictures of that particular hobby streak group where I started using the warp lightning, but I think it came out very well over the green I used. So, green, um, I'm going to test it out on the going to be really it might be a little too dark but we'll have to see we'll test it out kathy what are you what base is that for by the way this is the base for my artisan guild uh i call her my anglerfish lady and i refer to her as her because um anglerfish ladies look have that face have that they're the ones that have the lure and the great big jaw and everything. And mm -hmm. so oh, I was wondering what that was in the background when we were streaming earlier today. That's a lady. Yeah, so this is... It actually looks is, like a statue right now. It's really cool. <laughs> All I did was I, I primed it a dark grayish color, sort of a dark gray-blue to start out with. And then I did a dry brush of uh, sort of a medium gray this is the secret weapon rubber highlight just sort of a medium gray mm -hmm. and then i mixed up a this color which is just well boof, you almost can't see it because it's a light color and cameras don't like the light colors but it's pretty much this verdigree uh, vallejo verdigree which is an off white greenish color that was my lightest color, and I just dry brushed those on. That's my, I call it my half-faz zenithal, and it just gives you a little hint of your values. You know, I don't have the darkest dark on here, but that's fine. But I know where everything is. I know where all the details are now. I actually suggest uh, doing just the, uh, if you prime black, just doing a, a gray and or, or a gray and white uh, dry brush real quick just to bring out the details so you can see where it is. Because sometimes you're yeah. looking, you just can't can tell. It really does help. I mean, if that's not your thing, that's fine, but it, it does help bring out the details <laughs> and the mold actually, lines that you missed. Yeah. Actually, nowadays, a, you could probably just do a white and then do a, uh, a grayish, um, what is it called? Contrast paint Yeah. over it. Yeah, I mean... Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Really. Yeah, I mean, it's like a super wash, but and I think I found that that's one of the better uses for contrast paints is as a super wash. It's good in some cases as a straight up paint, but most of the time I'm using it over something else. So 
here she like, is. Oh. On on her base. That's gonna be gonna super be, awesome. Gonna be I love so the statue part too. Yeah, that's a that's from a, a cyborg base. Cyborg, the Polish guy who sculpts a lot of stuff and bases. Like I mean yep. step by step I mean guys, models and bases. And bits. So, he does bits too, doesn't he? And bits, yeah. yeah. So he does some amazing stuff. And I just pirated it off of a different base and chucked it into this. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I used to buy what I used to buy. Actually, uh, as a funny story, I used to work at Alliance Games Distribution, and they would have a box that sat in the inventory manager's office of models or, you know, you know miniatures and all that had come open. And every month or two, I'd be like, what do you want for the box? So they've already sorted out what it is, already claimed it, and, you know, I usually argue them down to a good amount, and I get lots of random shit. Nice. The first time was the best. It cost me the most that time because he'd been building up for a while. And then I was just like, what do you want for the box? And he's like, uh, we, you know, I figured the bat was nowadays, but argued him down and got I got some good stuff out of it. Lots of interesting random stuff. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about mold lines. I'm totally over them having built 40 Plague Marines and Boxwalkers today and yesterday. Yeah, GW's gotten better, but still, every once in a while, you get those kids that are just like, fuck, mold lines. Oh, this guy, <laughs> the, the pumpkin head guy. This one. Uh, he was very quick to clean. There were very few mold lines on this. Uh, it helped that he didn't have a head, and I had to sculpt it. <laughs> and that was a story. I made the head because I, so the parts of this were in a little Ziploc, and I don't even remember where this came from. It's possible my friend in Alaska sent sent the model with a care package. But I was looking at, I'm looking, I'm looking, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not actually a head on the top of it, and there is no head bit here. So I guess we're going to have to improvise. That conversion time, hell yeah! That is what I'm talking about when I say to my chat when I'm streaming. Well, I guess we're improvising. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And somebody in the chat goes, "You should totally make a pumpkin head, like a jack o' lantern." And I'm like, "Uh, okay, okay." <laughs> <laughs> but I'm big on converting whatever I can. I mean, I'm just working on this. Uh, Rebel Technical, and uh, so far, head swap on the driver, head swap on one of the gunners, and maybe torso swap or head swap on the other gunner. Just to make it look different than the other one, you know? I don't, my uh, my buddy Frank uh, used to always make all of his models look different. That's what I have, always like to do, too. He would have a problem with today's 40K, because the model kits aren't quite as multi-part as they used to be. You just have to work a little harder yes. to make it happen. But it's not as inherently easy to do. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you love my nickname? Well, I mean, it's a Rebel Technical. I mean, it's like a pickup truck. They have guns on. But, uh, but yeah, so he always did that. And, uh, I mean, I try to do it where I can. I actually wish I'd started actually to get another box or two of Rebel Troopers, like the basic ones, so I can uh, do some head swaps on them. Because all my ones have pretty much standard. I've got a couple without standard heads, but I want to do some more head swaps. Uh, I swoop somebody makes alien 
alien Star Wars heads and puts the uh, big, long, uh, ovalish shaped uh, fleet trooper helmet on them because that would be awesome. <laughs> and I have a whole squad of alien fleet troopers, but they don't have a helmet on because, you know, I couldn't do that. But I would love to because that would be super awesome. Like the whole nine yards, the head and all that. I actually have one I want to I want to get like a Mon Calamari with that big helmet on too. I think it'd be super. Oh, uh, yeah. Use him as like the captain. If you find it and you need it printed, let me know. Uh, yeah, I got to look. I mean, I've got, I'm going to show you guys these. Uh, for one of my uh, Rebel laser cannons, I have, um, actually, it's two of the same guy. It's not going to help me, is it? My buddy uh, Marshall, I bought the the kit and printed an alternate crew for them. A little hard to see in white, of course, but he's got pointing, he's got the thing, and these are pretty solid quality, and all I got is got to attach them to the gun. I mean, the gun's assembled. It is right here, but I haven't put the guys on it yet. Uh, Legionnaires, I'll keep an eye out for squad leaders, but that actually isn't as big of a problem anymore. Uh, with the upgrade kit that's got the two new special weapons and then also has the uh, Rebel Trooper Captain and the Rebel Trooper Specialist because the Captain would replace your, could would technically sort of replace your, your leader, so you could do that. It wouldn't be a, as big of a deal then, but I'll see what I can find. I know after a lot of conversions and stuff, I actually, I mean, I've got an extra... I had an extra Z6 trooper I just cut in half to see if I want to put him on the speeder as the gunner, and I might. I think it'd be cool to have a guy with a laser minigun leaning off the side, sort of firing at people as they go by. I think that's apropos. We'll see. But I like little conversions like that. Um, actually, whatever. Like, if I do have one more knight to assemble, if I ever do another Imperial knight, I'll probably go online and find one of those extra bits and all just to make it look cooler. At a certain point, you don't need to, uh, you don't need to be doing the same stock stuff again and again. You want to do a little, a little something, something, a little change. Well, especially for the rebels, because the rebels, I mean, it kind of fits the, the attitude and the look. They're not going to be regimental looking. They're not supposed to be. No, and you can have squads here or there that have their full uniform and everything. Like, oh, cool. It's like, they still got their full uniforms, but um, you also, but you be careful, you can't make them too crazy because the Rebel Pathfinders are basically like a hodgepodge of Rebel Troopers all together. That's how they made those models. So, there's a little problem. I also need to pick up uh, Cassian Andor and K2SO. I think they've actually released, since I've seen people painting them up everywhere, I, just, I need to get mine. Because, I mean, you got to have K2SO. And Cassian. But we'll see. I mean, Legion, I just grabbed... <clears throat> I did not want to start painting again because it was hot this week and I didn't want to clean everything up. I mean, I cleaned everything up to do some assembly and all. And then I actually cleaned everything up to put a monitor up that didn't fit. But now I kept it clean, did some assembly, and I got this to assemble. And I think I'm either stretching for Malifaux stuff or another Imperial Knight or I'm going to go back to painting. Probably go back to painting. Probably easier that way. Um, just because it's easier to have it all in one spot. I could clean off the other half of my desk, but that requires cleaning, and uh, it's not going to happen right now. Cannot say I've been enticed to cleaning a lot. 
But yeah, I do like doing a little bit of changes. Uh, I couldn't do too much on the second airspeeder I got because, I mean, there's only so much. Luckily, it has the flaps open and the flaps down. I think it did the second one with the flaps open just to make it look a little different. Uh, I did a little bit of work on some of the uh, uh, the walkers, the ATRTs, just so they all sort of look different, too. It's a little bit of stuff like that, you know, a little bit, you know, a, a 10 15 $20 for a pack of heads on Shapeways could go a long way in a lot of troops to making them more interesting. Or there'd be like an Imperial Guard squad that suddenly's got different helmets just to make them stand out because they're the elite, because you want them to be the elite, or, you know, rebel troopers with different heads because you want some more alien presence. Or you just want them to be different. There's all sorts of stuff that you can do. It'll give your army some character real easily. Make it more yours. People are like, oh, cool. You got that. I mean, you guys can talk. You're allowed. I, I'm just sitting here looking at this green and this green. I mean, I know it's kind of hard to see and... You know, it doesn't always transfer over on video, but it reminds me of scroll green. I was just cleaning the nozzle of my uh, my paint. Because, oh my god, I couldn't even <coughs> pin down the nozzle. It's so like, Russ, I don't know what's trapped in this thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so Russ is asking about Pop Goes the Monkey's new site store. I have not ordered from his new site or store, but it looks promising. He does a lot of good stuff, so I'm definitely going to keep an eye on that. Pop goes the monkey. Yeah, he does. A, he did a Shapeway store, and then he just opened up his own store, I guess, so he can do his own stuff rather than doing it all through Shapeways. Hmm. He does good stuff. I'm not gonna lie, he's he's got a lot of stuff that's really cool, and he's a ton of stuff. He's got more choices in most of those places. And honestly, if you guys are into any hobby, Gunpla, collecting transformers, whatever you can probably find something for that hobby on Shapeways. There's guys who make weapons for transformers. You're like, oh, your transformers don't have enough weapons for display purposes. Well, I got weapons for you. What weapons do you need? I got weapons for days. I got big weapons, small weapons, regular weapons, yeah. lasers, missiles. I mean, even like I talked about, I think on one of them where they have the website they've got add-on kits. Like, there's an add-on kit. Oh, grab this boyo. For Impactor here, where it fills in, like he's got gaps here, and gaps in the back of his legs. It fills in those gaps uh, with just 3D printed plastic, replaces his gun on his shoulder with a new gun. It does a lot of little stuff like that. Um, they're not too expensive. It's just fans of Transformers or whatever or hobby doing stuff to make them look cooler. You know, there's a, there's a kit for... Uh, uh, War for Cybertron uh, Sideswipe here that has uh, his G1 inspired weapons. So the guns look like they look like these two weapons from G1. There's a ton of stuff out there. It's really cool. Maybe you want your Sideswipe to have swords because, damn it, you want Sideswipe with swords. They got that. There's, there's got all it. sorts of kits out there. For whatever you're looking for, I definitely just look on there. Let's Sometimes. see. He's, go ahead. Sometimes all you want to do is gouge out the eyeball of somebody and you know, make it look like the eye is hanging out their uh, head by the optic nerve. In which case, just roll up a little ball of green stuff. Yep. That's what you do. Easy peasy. 
Uh, it says, I need a load of weapons for the Chaos Knights I'm going to build, but it gets expensive fast when you need duplicates for 7 IG. It does, but, I mean, getting the models just right, and this is something you said, getting the models just right is its own reward. And this is sort of how we can take the models. So rather than just getting them, doing whatever weapons, and like, sure, they're done, then when you paint them, you've got in your head like, yeah, sure, they're done. So you don't do... I don't want to say you don't necessarily do your A game, but it's hard to put your everything into them because they're not exactly how you wanted them. You know, I said with my knight over here, he's secondhand. The back of his one gun is missing bits and all, so I, I may not have put my AAA game into him. I'm not displeased with how he looks, but it's not, like, as good as he could be. But when you get a model that's all right and everything's just there, you converted everything, you added all the extra bits, man... When it comes to painting time, you put everything into that model. You put your 100% A game in because, damn it, it's perfect. It's exactly how you want it. It's like the Rebel Technicals here. Like, when I paint the other one that's built stock, well, I'm sure I'll paint it fine. But when I paint this one, I'm going to take care, do everything good, because I put everything into this. It's some, it's, 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 it's mental. It's, it's, you know, it's psychological. It's deep in there. But, and not everyone's affected by it the same way, but... You'll find you are a little bit. I think it's worth, especially if you if you really like the army, how it looks or whatever, just just go all in for it. We don't need to have, I would rather make one army look super cool than buy a new army for something. You know, like if you say like, oh, John, you can uh, add, uh, you know, a new army for Age of Sigmar, or, you know, the cow elves that just came out. I don't know what their actual name are, but they'll be cow elves forever. Um or you can spend a ton of money on little add-ons and all for Trogoths or something else you already own. Like, hell yeah, I'm getting the add-ons because that's going to make them look cool. It's going to make that one army next level. Which... Hell, I, I bought... Uh, hold on one second. I'm going to wander away from the microphone. <gasps> Luckily, I'm still within earshot. I, I mean, I bought this model on Forge World just to go with my Trogoths because I wanted to go all in on it, you know? Is what it is. You can stay here for now. I'm not going to walk back over there. Which I believe I saw news that there are new Blood Bowl teams coming out, by the way. That's possible. Uh, I think I just saw that today. Just the news came out on that today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the rest of this is thinking about getting some Legio kits to uh, customize the Chaos Knights. Like, especially a model like a Chaos Knight. I actually thought you meant Chaos Knights on horse, but now I realize you mean Knights Knights. The, do they call them Chaos Knights on Horse? They don't call them cha uh, Marauder Horsemen? Or are Marauder Horsemen still a thing? I think Marauder Horsemen are still a thing, but they're different than Chaos Knights. Because Chaos Knights are always the armored Marauder Horsemen. Right, right. Out. They're light armor. <clears throat> light armor. They didn't lighten fast. They were wearing nothing. If you count straps across their chest and a little belt buckle that's giant in the center is armor, sure, light armor. Speaking of converting Marauder Horsemen and then bringing your A-level game... Those are the thing that I did for the the next Games Day Chicago, the one that didn't happen because they, you know, stopped doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're in a box still. They have not seen the light of day. It happens, but... But yeah. I converted the hell out of those things. They're and, done. And it's super fun. And it, I know it seems expensive, but... You take your time, you do it all right, you do that puttying if you need to putty a gap or something, that next level. You do everything next level when you're doing something like that. It's its own sort of sub-genre of the hobby that's super fulfilling. 
Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I can take and I can put together, you know, Stormcast and just spray them and do, hey, they look fine, cool, awesome. They look fine. But, you know, if you take your time and you really love the models and you, you've done stuff to them, you're going you're gonna to take your time with them. You make them look good. Like, you know, this knight, secondhand knight. He looks fine. The ones I'm really painting on, though, that, you know, ones I really did some work on might become... I'll do a sort of next-level job on them. And Kathy's camera finally decided to start going nutty. God damn it. It's not your fault. Not your fault. Yeah, it's just streaming. Well, remember... It'll come back. Skype is not long for this world in a, in a fashion that's going to be super good. Because they're pushing everyone to Microsoft Teams, so... Just the way they are. So like the Kathy's putting way more, see now here's the perfect example of the next level is that base. She put everything in that base and she's putting all the detail into that. She's like four highlights past where I would have gone with most of my bases. <laughs> I but, mean it it could have it could have been done with just I did this, you know, sort of dry brushing. Mm -hmm. I could have just done a brown wash, and that would have been that would have been okay, you know. Yeah, but, but this one okay? No. I I want a variation of colors. Yeah. On this, from cool to warm. Now I took a little bit of my favorite, the purple heat, and mixed that in with my yellow. So I have a little bit more of a sort of pinky orange mm -hmm. in a few places, and so it's kind of a modeled effect. It's not just Tan. I could have. I could have just dry brushed tan. Also, it looks, it looks real, is what it does. It looks like real, you know, real seascape. So that's. And that's cool. I mean, it's. Just, I mean, thing for. if you remember <laughs> my uh, my night base, I was painting. I painted that for like weeks. You know, half an hour a day or so. I painted that for like weeks and weeks. And you know, it was funny. It's going to go for the night here that uh, isn't a hundred percent. Because it's missing some parts because of the second hand. I didn't notice, so I started painting on it. Which kind of points to how much I was paying attention. Kind of like my pumpkin head. Yeah, well. You just have to improvise. I didn't notice that all the back parts to the Melta here were missing until I uh, really started going. I'm like, oh, uh, he's missing uh, all of that. Uh, uh, and honestly, that's something I could probably find a bit to go over. I just look for it. Just some, this is the perfect example. Like, in. It's a little tough to be doing it after you started painting, but like little, just little techie bits that go there would look perfect. It doesn't have to be the best. Just like here's a techie bit, here's a techie bit. You just just cover up all the gaps with techie bits. And I'm sure I'll do that at some point when I get back to him. We'll see uh, the chaos. Anything that's chaos, if you're missing something, just put spikes all over it. It'll work. Spikes and skulls, yeah. I mean, absolutely. But uh, there we go. Boom. Oh, yeah, it's one of the thing. I mean, we could talk forever about conversions. You don't throw nothing out. I mean, it, I've gotten past the hashtag bits box so much, but I used to literally have boxes of bits, and people go through it like, you have, like, a whole Forge World kit in here. I'm like, yep, I do. <laughs> I mean, hell, when I sent stuff to my buddy to sell stuff on eBay, um, I literally had an unreleased Forge World kit in that. Like, literally, they made up the test of it, decided they didn't want to go that way, gave it to the guy who sculpted it, who was a friend of mine. He gave it to me, because one of you guys at work who was nice to him. And so I had an unreleased kit for Forge World. 
That's cool. I wasn't going to use it at that point. I might have now, but hindsight's twenty twenty. And twenty twenty is a bitch. So <laughs> Russ says, never been a custom base before. I've done the usual GW skulls and sand on a plastic base. Uh, but I want to do proper custom bases for my death guard. I bought two thickness of cork and four or five or three or four gravels, rocks, etc. Do you have any guys advice on how to go about building them? Oh, I mean, just go at it. Your first ones aren't gonna be great, but you're gonna quickly learn how to use the materials. Uh, PVA glue is your friend. Oh, Russ, last week was all base building. Uh-oh. All week. Last week. Wait, what day is it? It's oh, the Sunday. week before last. <laughs> um, yeah, and we that's what we were doing. We were doing cork. And I don't know what, what kind of cork you have, if it's a, a fine texture or if it's more coarse, thick textured cork. Either way, it doesn't matter. I mean, you, you can. Of them, so. You just break it. You can break it into pieces with your fingers. Yeah. Uh, because you just don't want that sh the straight edge. No. The, the straight edge of the cork to be anywhere on the base. You want it to look more organic. And then to disguise the fact that it's a piece of cork, you can take your various. I imagine you have different scales of gravel and sand. You know, like I have gravel, I have, hold on, I, oh, I put it away. Oh, it's over here. Let me just, let me just, excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> I have sand, and Russ, this is what happened. I took the end of my, my brush, and, and I, you know, see how fine the sand is. I also do have a few pieces of ballast and gravel in here because this is the thing I right. I uh, shake my bases out in. But so I have the fine sand. I have uh, and damn, is it fine? A medium ballast. You know, oh, I'm not drinking my wine. You're supposed to remind me to drink my wine. Like drink, your wine. drink your wine. So this is you can see that this is a more coarse sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like and then I have, grounds. then I have, yeah, it's kind of like coffee grounds. And then I have the gravel, which is, of course, just a little more coarse than that. And I'll start out by putting the gravel, a few pieces of the gravel, onto a base. Because you want a little variety. You don't want to just have a whole bunch of the same mm -hmm. thing. Uh, I've even used pieces, tiny bits of cork. Like, I'll save, just like you save bits... I saved pieces of cork. So I have, you could see, I have a couple of different types of cork in here. I have a Tupperware container just like that, Gabby. Yeah, all these tiny pieces of cork can oh, make yeah. some interesting texture on bases. Mm -hmm. They are VOD still. It's, uh, it was only a couple weeks ago, so they should still be on, uh, on the Twitch channel. So, I'm currently showing off, uh, uh, Break iron the giant here. Uh, oh yeah! And you see, I did cork. I just ripped it, moved it around. It's a lot of very irregular all the way around the base. And then, if you could look at the top and try to get some pictures, you can see I, I took divots out here or there. Um, and then just to give it some more texture. And then when I paint it, um, you can either do gravel sand or gravel on it, but that's a little weird. 
the, some of the GW texture paints are really good at going over this. But make sure you seal it with PVA glue first, because otherwise it's going to absorb all the water and it's going to get really weird. So you can do all sorts of stuff like this. Um, all my draw goths, with the exception of the hag who's down here, because she's got a forge roll base, have cork bases because, damn it, they're super cool. I mean, I guess Molog technically doesn't because he's got an own sculpted base, but I did that for all of them. And, and little stuff like that goes a long way. And then I've got um, packs of resin mushrooms to put on the bases because people make those. And, you know, just to keep the theme alive for the whole thing. Uh, so there you go. I mean, it's, it's it's really not hard to work with. It's just a matter of just start doing it and uh, get get your least important squad first and work on their bases first because you're going to have some, uh, you know, trial and error and all on it. And then after you get done, you'll be able to move on to the, uh, the models you care about more because you'll have more skill and understanding of the stuff then. And then you can go to those and make those super awesome. So this base on uh, the Noxious uh, Lightbringer, I, the, one of those VODs should be just this base because it took me a whole session to make this one. And this is cork. And the top part is Sculpey that was flattened out. And then I went over it with uh, Green Stuff World Texture Roller. Which are super cool. Yeah, and that I just put that flat piece of Sculpey on top of my cork, and then I used, I have some skulls, I have the skull here, I have a couple skulls over here from the skull sprue, and I did uh, uh, gravel, I did medium ballast, I did sand, and I rolled out some green stuff into uh, tentacles. Yep. And I will also suggest the Games Workshops. Uh, I have a Grelin Earth and a Grelin Badlands. Now, you can paint over this stuff. It's inherently brown. And I think they don't intend you to paint over it, but you can. Uh, and it's the crackly sort of stuff. So you get that crackle texture, which I use on top of the cork for my guys. And then I also oh, yeah. suggest certain things. The I have the Astro Granite Debris, which is like a... Uh, it's like gravel mixed with paint. That you apply to the base. I do it on my, a lot of my, um, what are they called? Uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol models when they've got tactical debris already on them. Why did I change my camera back? Apparently I need to go back. Um, because it helps bring it into the base so it doesn't look as off-putting. It'll help, uh, it's good around the edge. It looks like there's debris and stuff there. I've never tried the crackle stuff. I've been meaning to. I've tried it. It's actually pretty good, but you have to put it on kind of thick. I've heard that. So, so uh, this is what I did to get my sand texture on the top of my cork, because I agree with you, John, mm -hmm. that the top of the cork, you don't want the obvious cork texture. What I did is I took a crappy paintbrush, and I just brushed on some of, the, some of this. Elmer's Gluald's PVA glue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just dipped the base in my sand mm -hmm. oh, yeah. and, and let it, let that sand soak into that and boom, texture. Thanks, Captain Mizzy. She put the dates up there for him. There's a, PBA glue is definitely your friend. And then here, this, I'm going to try and get as close up as I can on this since I'm a little guy in the corner. 
around the edges of this here are all the um, astrogram debris and then painted afterwards to look like, you know, there's actually debris, not just suddenly the Stark. I can't try to get it there. Just a stark change between this broken wall and then fresh concrete around it. It does. It's all this stuff together adds a lot of good details, and it puts them on the steps and all. There's a lot of stuff you can do with that. Um, take a look at all those tools. I know it sounds expensive, but most of those you will only buy once, um, or maybe once in a great while. So it actually ends up being pretty good. Because they stay in there, and the newer, newest GW bottles are really good at not drying out, so you don't need to worry about that. And regarding the cork, so we're jumping around a little. Regarding the cork, you can see these two bases. I used one layer of cork on the one guy, and this guy is taller because I put two layers of cork mm -hmm. on it. And that can also make it a little more interesting having two layers and if you have a captain or a sergeant or something in your squad where you want that guy to be more important maybe he's a little maybe his base is a little more special <coughs> absolutely and there's so much you can do with just just the basic stuff i mean you can go to a any generic hobby store and for about 30 bucks come away with so much stuff but it sounds like you've got most of what you need i mean i've got like four or five different types of gravel i had a gift card to the worst of the hobby places but it was a gift card so i used it and came away with all sorts of stuff like that and like different types of gravel and sand and everything it just does some fantastic texture pastes like the oxide paste oh, and, yeah, and uh, the one i used on this was uh uh, the earth texture, I think it's called, which is brown one. So technically, you wouldn't have to paint it if you didn't really feel like it, but I did. But you don't have to. And so right here, even I've got two different types of sand or gravel in Tupperware containers, just for basing. Um, also, I have like I put like forty-seven of those old uh, Cities of Death basing kits way back when from GW. <laughs> I got cork right here, ready to go. And actually, what I started using... This is it. That's it. I'm going to show off the stuff I was using for my bases for a while there, but I don't know where I put it, because it's been a while since I've had to base anything. I think it's up here. It is yeah, it's funny. The Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff doesn't take a whole lot of basing energy. No, it does no, not. It, you don't have to do anything. Well, no, I think you need to do something because the tactical uh, debris is a thing. It, you don't have to, but I have seen some people go crazy fun. Oh, yeah. With yeah. bases, like especially for the, the Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man especially, yeah. But Well, I've got some somewhere. I've got some pumice that is, you know, you basically like a paste you put on the base. To give yourself yeah, that's what Russ tip. was saying, too. He has the, the Vallejo pumice stuff. Yeah, I use a, a bunch of... I don't know where I put it, because I haven't had a base in a while. I'm going to need to find it eventually. I feel kind of bad that I can't find it, actually. I feel kind of like a dummy head. I should have it somewhere easy to find, but not. Anyways. How do you make the cork interesting? Actually, I break it by hand, like Captain Mizzy said. I take the cork, and I'll just yeah. break it by hand. I just... Yeah, use my fingers, or I will use uh, one of my, uh, I have a little needle nose plier, 
pliers if it's really strong cork. Yeah, you, you, you can cut it a bit, but you're going to want to rough it up afterwards just to make... I, I try everything to make it not look... Like you cut it. Like I cut <laughs> yeah, it. Not, not planned. The, the thing with cork is it has that inherent texture. And if you try and cut it with a knife, it cuts through that texture and flattens it out. Yeah. So you definitely want to break it or uh, or do... I, I'll do some clipper chipping, you know, around just in random ways. But the breaking it first is generally, generally the best. Well, you really can't see that yellow. Because that yellow is stupid bright. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's getting washed out a bunch, but I can see that it's very yellow. So you went to split, not the quartered? I went to split. Okay. I just want to figure out how to do the split. Because, I mean, all I do is just put it on. I, I was using those. I was showing them as I was using them, the Vallejo airbrush color, which is that fluorescent thing Kathy was telling me. You should use that for your lava. And it actually kind of works just like um, the contrast paints. Uh, I think I'm going to take one of the contrast purples uh, and go over the purple and then take the contrast yellow and go over the yellow just so we can get in the cracks deeper because that yellow is really, really... It's, it's so neon that it kind of... You get no texture out of it because there's no darkness in the seepage, if you know what I'm saying. No matter how much you put on there, it's still bright yellow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, because it's fluorescent. Correct. And I think I'm going to take the contrast yellow and go over it after it dries. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think that way it'll a, give it a pop. Yeah, you, but you might need a dry brush afterwards to get the tone Correct, back. Correct, yeah. It's going to really stain that tone to its variety of yellow. Yeah, it'll probably, after we get done with it, that way it gives in the cracks and gives the ridges and such, go back with that yellow and kind of highlight up the, the ridges and such. Yeah, Russ, take a pliers if you if you need to, but just uh, take your pliers and twist the cork so it still breaks. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Instead of cutting. Or And also use the edge of your, edge of your table or desk. That'll help, too. You can put a lot of force on it that way. Yeah. Oh, what has Captain Mizzy got for us now? Oh, yeah, some good rocks on there. On. Rocks off. I don't know, I have to go look. Oh yeah, yeah. I was making a wax on, wax on joke. Sorry. I think I, it was. Sorry, uh, I, I heard. <laughs> that's what she did at. Wait, uh, I mean, I mean, John. <laughs> one of the classes she took at a uh, warfare weekend. Mm -hmm. I think that's one she took with Lynn. Yeah, that's what you mentioned earlier. Super cool. So now I'm just throwing some green into uh, some of the rocky areas here. Get that sort of grime going. It's you know what it's like a seaweed. Yeah. You know. Right. So and also, it will contrast with the some of the uh, more orangey. You know what's funny, Kathy? Seeing you painting that, um, one of my memories came up on Facebook. And it was your picture of the shark that you, or the, the crab Tyrannosaurus Rex that you did of saying, Hey, here's a memory from almost two years ago or oh, whatever. Yeah. Kathy, you know, cause you joined the, you joined the podcast and it Pinchy. was a picture of that. Yeah. Pinchy. It was the Tyrannosaurus Rex crab. And I was like, man, has it been that long already? Wouldn't that yeah. be a Tyrannosaurus Rex? 
It was uh, Scorpion Rex, I think, is what it is. It's like a, it's a, a Scorpion, uh, yeah, T Rex. So it's got the Make tail. It, uh, Scorposaurus Rex. It's it's just Scorpion Rex, I think, is originally what it's called. It was uh, Cliff McLean, a sculptor, did a a Kickstarter years ago, and somebody somebody got these sculpts from him, and it was a commission. Look and at so I did the Monctopus, which is uh, a gorilla octopus hybrid. And uh, the scorpion rex, and somewhere is the shark Nightmare show. But come on, we got to punch up these these animal combinations. As someone who ran a game with a guy who had to choose different animals to get his stats from when he transformed, we came up with lots of lots of combination names. He would get certain favorites, and we would add them together because he'd love to do like. Uh, you know, Brian Oscars for the horn because he's going to run into things. Cheetah to be fast. And then he always went for some sort of dinosaur for some armor and for some strength. So we'd get, uh, you know, Rychitosaurus Rex. We'd Rex to everything because it made it better. Because it does. Pine bark. Use all the things. Use all the things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a friend in uh, in the south who sends me pine well sends us pine bark. And I assume you dry it out and then you put it on there. Yes, I guess. I mean, it it, <laughs> it was never moist. I think it's just deadfall that he finds, so it's it's already you know dry. I would say you would want to make sure it's dry and then put it on there. And then often, like I mentioned before, you probably PVA glue. I don't know if you PVA glued that at all, or did you? No. Oh, okay. I, um, I, I just, once I primed it, I mean, yeah, the primer does soak into it, but it's still primed. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it soaks in, but it also stays on the surface, so, you know, it takes the be, heat just fine. Yeah, the, the cork really, I think, and I may be wrong, you have more, a little more experience in it, but I think the cork really needs the PVA glue layer over it, just otherwise I find it gets too absorby and it doesn't paint well. I haven't really found that, but then, like like you were saying, I cover the top part of it. Yeah. You know, with well, take a... glue and sand, just so that I have a, a sandy dirt texture, or I just glue the uh, sheet of Sculpey yes. on it with the with the texture on the top. Well, I have gotten good experience, and this is with most of my bases. After I'm done basing, if it's not something super sticky and stable, I will take PVA glue, water it down to about milk or melted ice cream and I'll just do a sort of a wash over the whole thing just to give it a coat to help. Seems like a good idea. Yeah. May not be necessary but it works for me. Yeah. Hey, you know what time it is? Is it already that time? Is it the media section? It oh. is. Do -do 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 -do. Media section. So, like right, so definitely. I gotta, oh, and guess what? I started bringing out my wet palette again. Hey. I should probably do that too. I'm too lazy. Okay. Also, I'm not sure I have the easy space for it. I have to. Yeah, that's one thing I'm having is the, the space for it. I'm going to have to like rearrange some. And to be stuff. fair, when you take the hundred paints off your desk and put them in a box, 
it frees up a lot of space. No, I'm talking about I just a hundred paint. I mean, probably. Uh, hold on. <laughs> How many you figure in this box? That's hilarious. Let's and then see. all the other ones that I could easily sort, like the metallics and such, that went into the appropriate drawer of my container here. But since I was in the middle of painting stuff, I didn't put them all away because I want the easy access. And I'm like, what paint did I use? It's got to be one of these. Yeah, yeah, you get racks and stuff. I got space for all that shit. I was actually really talking about my box. Because if you saw any of my old hobby street pictures, there were paints everywhere. And now it's just, it's got a lot more. I mean, we'd have a lot more space if we didn't put a bunch of models here recently, but hey. Hey, no problem, Russ. That's why we're here. Oh, yeah, I could talk all day about bases. If, if you're ever in my stream, we could, yeah. We can talk about bases all you want. Media section. And I'm going to drink some more wine. Look, at my camera's all, like, jacked up now. I mean, shit happens. Let me have to turn it off and turn it back on. Ah, so tech support 101. Yep. <laughs> turn the camera off, turn it back on. Anything. Turn anything off. Turn it back on again. Ooh, on. I worked with my TV yesterday. I went to, to go to the Netflix, and uh, my TV said, uh, "Are you sure that the Wi-Fi is working?" I'm like, dude, I was just watching something on Amazon Prime. So I turned the TV off. I turned it back on. It was fine. Yep, it's fine. I. This is why I believe that robots could never take over the world. Because they can't turn themselves off and back on. Because they would not know how to do it. They'd be like, we are not work. Oh, that one's done. They're going crazy. So I do get worried about some of them, but hey, you know, robots. 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 Robot aliens. I have a total of one, two, three, four, five things to talk about, but they're all of them are TV shows except for one. I have I have things. All the I have things? a movie. I have a TV show. I have a a music album, and I watched more episodes of Norsemen. I still I had that. I saw my text today about that. I was like, oh, I need to watch. Damn it! It's Sunday. I don't have time for that. I mean, I watched a movie today. A movie. Yeah. I'm guessing MechWarrior is taking up a lot of your time now. Um, well, I kind of did yard work for nine and a half hours yesterday. <laughs> and I kind of go to the office every day and still have to work. Like well, let's see. Nine hours. A, <laughs> a real Just person saying. with a job. <laughs> I don't it's going to happen that way. I mean, video games keep me sane, so. Yep. Video game it is. So it did with me, too. Plus, I, like I said, I made a horrible miscalculation by deciding to watch all of the Star Wars in order for the other podcast. Because yeah. when I sit down for dinner, I'm like, and I guess I'm watching an episode of Clone Wars. Then I lose the will to live and I don't watch anything else. Understandable. I mean, not entirely. I mean, it's getting better, but it's still not great. Um, I'll go with one of them and we'll, I'll go with Knives Out as last. That way we can all talk about it and get everything going on it. Cause we may go off on that one. Um, so this is the last season 
Uh, and it's the series finale of uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which, if oh, everybody... No. Spoilers. Watch. I will reach to the computer. Yeah. Um, that was and, what I was before all this, you remember. I watched season one again not that long ago. Yeah. It feels like it was long ago, but it was this year. But this is the last season. Uh, it's a 13-episode uh, season and series. Um, and it's kind of... I wouldn't say it's jumped the shark, but it's definitely jumped. Um, it has definitely gone way out in the left field. But it's okay. They're trying to wrap up the story. They've got some pretty interesting things well, going on. Well, you know, on. this is all just a prelude for them to make something for Disney for it if they want to. Yeah. Um, right. But I'm not worried. It's, but it's still been good. I look at it and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty... This is going over the top. Don't give a damn. I Right now, I just don't care. It's It's been good. It's fun. Uh, it's got great lines. The characters are still there. So it didn't really jump the shark thing, because jumping the shark also generally denotes a lowering of quality. Okay, well, definitely not the lower of quality, but definitely jumping the storyline. How about that? <laughs> How about we say it went off the rails? Okay, it's going off the rails. That's a better one. Because that one, that one is going... Um, I, I still really like it. I like the characters. I like what they're doing. I like what what's happening. Everything seems to be really good. It's just... You're just like, okay, okay, next episode, they're going to go, okay, all right, as long as you give me a conclusion, I don't care. Um, I look forward to rewatching more of it. Like I said, I rewatched season one earlier this year. I enjoyed the crap out of it. I just feel like season one felt rushed at points. Uh, it, it goes really, really off. I think the last, like, three seasons, it kind of goes into the, the weird genre. I think I've seen through season two, maybe three. Um, yeah, I don't remember when uh, Creekins and I stopped watching it. Uh, about the time we didn't have cable. <laughs> that would be it. Because when I moved in with her, we did not have cable. We only had... Uh, she used to come over to my place on, what was it, Tuesday nights or whatever night it was on, and we'd watch that. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's been good so far. Um I'll give a full review and, and a rating uh, after the series is completely over. Cool. Give it for the season and then for the series. But, I mean, I, I like it still. It's still good. It still got me going. Good. So. It's Captain rare that the series gets to go out on its own like that. You yeah. Know, they yeah. always get the choice. Correct. I mean, hell, I hear they're ending NCIS. I don't know if they actually got a chance to do the right thing with that or not. Uh, Wait, they, are they done with it? The, the, what I heard real quick was that the, it was it's ending. I don't know if it's one last season or what. I haven't really checked because I don't watch it live. I haven't watched it in many, many seasons. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. Totally out of the loop with that. Um, I agree with you, Russ. I feel like season one did have the issues with trying to fit those two films in. And then I remember the second season, and I don't know if I saw part of the third, maybe part of the third. That felt a lot better because they were doing their own thing pretty much divorced from everything else. I felt like if they'd done it a year before, it would have been really good, but I don't think they could have, really. It was not Marvel wasn't big enough to get it done then. So, but in any case, um, Kathy, what do you talk about first? So, I was looking for something new the other night, and I ran across on uh, Netflix. I don't remember. Netflix or uh, I think it was Netflix. Uh, a Japanese show 
called Midnight Diner. It was Netflix. Midnight Diner. And, you know, but I was telling a friend of mine, they're like, Is it, it's a food show. And that was my first thought was, oh, it's a food show, right? That'd no, be my first guess. It's, it's a show that takes place in a diner. Therefore, food is present. And food is a character in this show. But the main thing is that the one guy who runs this tiny little hole in the wall diner and it opens at midnight and it stays open until 7 a.m. and it's in Tokyo. And it's, it's the people who come in to eat. And he just talks about the people that he meets and what their lives are like. And I just, it was really sweet. It, it was, I felt like it was kind of a, uh, kind of showing how life can be sweet and life can be bittersweet. And uh, they're just these half hour episodes and I only watched the first two. Apparently there's like 50 episodes, but I'm going to watch it all because at least I'm going to watch more of it because I loved those first two. They were like poems. Awesome. It's not what I would have thought. I mean, because like my first guess would have been a food show. My second guess would have been tentacle porn because Japanese. Yeah. But uh, that actually does sound interesting because those people would meet all the craziest people. Yeah. Especially being open at that kind of hours. But yeah, I, I just, I love it. It was zero space herpes, but I'm only two episodes in, so who knows? <laughs> looking, looking promising then. Yeah. So that's, that's my first one. Midnight Diner. It's Japanese. It has subtitles. Well, I have my Netflix set up for subtitles. I, I mean, I... You could probably get dubbed. I do subtitles for everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I put a movie in the DVD player, I'm like, subtitles on! Yeah. Oh, I... Yeah, I don't, but unless there's background noise. I mean, it's just the way I am. I mean, <laughs> I blame Creekins for that, too. It, it helps. But I find it helps a lot of movies, you know, so you can hear what's going on, or read what's going on. Sometimes you can't hear. Maybe your your roommate's jabbering at you while you're trying to watch a movie or something, or, or something else. Not a specific example at all. Uh, well, my only entry really this week, uh, unless I start talking about YouTube stuff, I don't really think I saw anything super crazy on spell on YouTube. Uh, was I watched a movie called Premium Rush, which I talked about a little bit before because it has Michael Shannon, who was also in Knives Out in it. It also has uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who I love. He is great in just about everything he's been in. And it's basically just a tale of New York City bike messenger who has to deliver something from point A to point be and how crazy things happen with it because it's basically you know michael shannon's a cop who's after him for it and it's all played out uh, i mean sort of out of order because it starts off in the middle and then rewinds to follow joseph gordon levitt till he gets to that point and then during that though it'll rewind when it needs to to show the story point like, it'll go, good chunk of story, then it'll go and follow the other character, how they got to this point. 
but only does it with a couple characters to show how they get to the points that are that are important for the movie. You know, the person who gives him the uh, who was arranging for the package to go from point A to point B, why she needed that, and all that. And then it also goes through Michael Shannon and why he's trying chasing after it because he's a fucking crazy cop. Because he's crazy. And that's a movie you're like on the surface, you're like, why are you watching that shit? That movie is good. I'm not going to lie. It's just enjoyable. It goes quickly. Michael Shannon plays batshit crazy very well. Just Gordon Levitt is, like I said, always enjoyable. The whole cast is a solid job, even if sometimes there are a bit of characters, but. If you're not one of the handful of main characters, you're not getting a lot of time, so you got to do what you can. Uh, I love some of the effects they do where he's got this, you know, he, he rides, he's got a bike, he's got no brakes on it, because his brakes will kill you. And he shows every time where he can't stop, so he's literally, it shows the view where he's like, I could go this way, and then he goes through that way as a thing, and like it's hit by a car, or runs over a pedestrian or something, until he finds the route that he can take that gets him through. It's sort of like that... It's sort of like a multiple choice version of that Sherlock Holmes vision that they had in the Sherlock Holmes movies. Oh, where you yeah. say, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I remember that. I remember that in the movie where it was like, uh, if I do this, I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, I really like that. It's an enjoyable movie. Uh, it's not necessarily streaming free. I actually bought it on DVD. It was worth the money. I think it was like five or ten bucks on Amazon when I got it. Check it out for deals. It's one of those ones, if you see in a bargain basement bit, Ben, by all means, buy it. It is enjoyable as crap. Uh, I'll give it. Uh, I'll give it about one. Uh, about one space herpy. It's uh, it's enjoyable. It's a little weird at points, and uh, topically crazy cops who are threatening people and doing stupid shit is a little too topical for me at points. But uh, not really the movie's fault. It's a standard tropes for that, but it is still a little weird nowadays. <laughs> Why do the crap out of it and do recommend it? Um, I did want to say something because uh, recently uh, there's been talk about the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show uh-huh. uh, about uh, finishing up uh, filming of it. And, of course, they had to put a little bit on hold because they're filming in Prague and they might not be able to do it because they're not allowing Americans over because of COVID. But um, they, uh, Anthony Mackie said that it feels like a six-hour-long Marvel movie is what the TV show is doing. He was talking pretty high praise of it, and uh, I guess recently he was on uh, Jimmy Fallon, and they introduced him as Captain America and such, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I'm actually looking forward to that because I think... Um, I'm kind of curious to see if they're going to take Falcon and move from, from Falcon to Captain America, you know what I'm saying, or where the timeline's going to be, because they did show a gif of him throwing the shield um, at a tree, and I thought that was kind of neat. Um, but Jimmy Fallon introduced him as Captain America, even though the show is you know Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I'm kind of I, I, I'm kind of I'm optimistic about it. I want to see where it is and what timeline, and if they actually push him over to Captain America and Winter Soldier. You know what I'm saying? I hope they do because my one one of my main regrets. I have two main regrets of the Marvel movies. One of those is that we didn't get more Don Cheadle as Rhodey. <laughs> Don Cheadle as Rhodey. Yeah. And the other one is that we did not get a Captain America and the Falcon movie of just the two of them buddies appearing. It would have been so good. Yeah. I mean, the, the periods are together, even like when they show them in Avengers, uh, Age of Ultron and all. It's all super cool. I wish they would have had more of that. Yeah. Um, um, 
I mean, it's one of the things they did well with Marvel movies is the people who are buddies feel like they're buddies. Yeah. There's just good chemistry together. So I just thought I saw that I saw that earlier today and I was like, oh, I need to mention that because I, I that's one of the few I wouldn't say one of the few, one of the Marvel movies I'm looking forward to a lot. TV shows is Falcon and Winter Soldier because both of the characters and the actors are great. Um, can't wait to see what they're going to do. And also if they morph him from Falcon into Captain America. Yeah, everyone was very certain they were going to do uh, uh, Sebastian Stan, you know, Winter Soldier into Captain America. I'm really glad they chose Sam instead. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping that they, they do that. And it's comic accurate. Both are technically, I think, comics accurate, but it, it's very <laughs> they did that instead. Um, let's see, the next thing, one of the things I watched, um, I watched a, I'm still watching, uh, The Order still, um, slowly but surely I'm watching the episodes of The Order, um, it's getting to feel a little CW, um, I'm like five episodes in, and it's getting to feel a little CW style, you know, type thing, it's still not bad. I want to point out, being CW-ish is not necessarily bad. Correct. But you're too CW, and you're just like, oh, God, I can't anymore. Yeah. Your but I, I, I'm getting that feeling, that vibe from it. So I'm kind of okay. like, mm, maybe, okay, we're just going to have to wait and see uh, and see how it goes. Because I'm kind of, I'm hoping it does okay. I'm, you know, I love the werewolves and the mages and all this stuff. So because <laughs> they, they started bringing things in. Jeez. So we'll have to see. Uh, right now, still watching. Haven't turned it off. Haven't stopped it. So Fair we'll enough. keep that going. Kathy, what you got? So for the first time ever, I finally watched the movie Stargate. The original movie, huh? The movie, yes. Russell James Russell. Baker? Yes. Where'd that go? <laughs> I almost turned it off at the beginning <laughs> when they said the pyramids were made by aliens. I was like, ah. <laughs> because well, that is just, there's people who believe that like in real life and oh my God. But that's actually a good thing to get out of the way early because honestly, if people can't deal with that, you are not going to like that movie. No. <laughs> so yeah. So I had to just, <clears throat> I powered through that feeling. You did your woosahs? <laughs> what? You did your woosahs? Yeah. Um, it was okay. Yeah. That would be my opinion of it, too. It is, as a movie goes, it is vastly overrated nowadays. It's not bad. It's also not really great. I think what the... What it, Better than the, Beastmaster, though. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think what it is is why that movie, everybody, is because of what it spawned after it, the TV show. Oh, oh the, the TV show. I've seen a few episodes of Stargate SG-1. I've seen more episodes of Stargate Atlantis. Mm -hmm. And I've enjoyed those. Mm -hmm. But I never knew what, I mean, the basis, the theory, the first thing. I didn't know that background. Yeah. So. I think, I think the big thing about Stargate is it feels older than it is. Yeah. The pacing, the action's very <clears throat> 70s, let's say. It's not it wasn't contemporary for the time. Okay, I could see that, yeah. It just doesn't it doesn't feel like it's of its time. It's it's fine. I I mean, 
I'll watch it once in a while. I don't like go out of my way. It's not like, oh, you gotta watch Stargate. I can't believe I haven't seen Stargate. Come on, what's wrong with you? I haven't seen Stargate? <laughs> Definitely not there. Well, now I can say that I've seen it. I like Kurt Russell and I like James Spader and I can't believe how young James Spader looks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think James Spader did a much more interesting job in that movie than Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell wasn't given a lot to de- to work with. Oh, yeah, he was very one-dimensional. I think he, he played the hell of that one dimension. I mean, I love Kurt Russell. Yeah. I, I you know? But so, yes, I, I agree. But, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a fine movie. Costumes were fun. I was yeah. saying, Benyon said he was way into SG-1. SG-1 was amazing. I, I hated when that show was done, because I was like, it was so cool. It had some cool stuff, but I mean, yeah, you, you, you look at what it spawned, and it was, okay, this is cool, because I got a great history, great story, great universe, and it's like really cool, and then you're like, the movie wasn't that awesome. It was cool, it was neat, it was different, but it wasn't, like you said, John, it feels old if yeah, i had it's... seen it back back when it was released when i was younger i'm sure i would have loved 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 it like mm-hmm. beastmaster it, it, it's <laughs> a little bit of nostalgia there from the yeah. time it came out but i'm also gonna be the cynic opinion i i thought stargate sg1 was okay when i saw it on showtime and i never followed it after it moved i just it did i didn't care enough to follow it yeah I mean, to be fair, that time of my life was a time I wouldn't have necessarily cared. I was not a big uh, into media as much as I am now, but I just didn't care enough. It, it was fine. It just wasn't a thing. Also, I kept seeing Richard Dean Anderson as MacGyver, and it, and it hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're talking Stargate. Yeah, I just saw it for the first time ever. Yeah. Oh. So, Gonzo, I think you might want to go into Knives Out, because it's 923. Um, let me go to one. I did watch, uh, I did watch another episode of Alone. Uh, they were on break for a bit, uh, for last week and still watching the new season, which is, you have to last a hundred days and outlast everybody else and you get the million dollars. Uh, still watching that, uh, just kind of an episode. I have a complaint about the show. The last 15 minutes is behind the scene footage and talking with the people that were on the show. I'm like... Why don't you do that as like a second show or after the show's no, over? Because no one's gonna watch it. Yeah, I just I, I I turn it off. I'm like, okay, we're done watching them do stuff. Done. I just turn it off and go somewhere else. I don't blame uh, you. I just, every time Charger shows up on the Clone Wars, <laughs> uh, I did start watching a new show on Netflix called uh, Crazy Delicious. It's a cooking show, um, and it's about people making really weird and elaborate stuff, food. Like this guy made a ham. But it was actually a watermelon. He took the watermelon, baked it to look, made it up to look like a ham, and like had the lines carved in it and grilled it and baked it. And so it was a ham that was a watermelon. If someone gives uh, me a piece of ham and it ends up being a watermelon, I'm going to stab them. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. That's a warning. Trickery. I like watermelon good enough on a hot day, but. But it was supposed to, the, the object was to make something different, completely outrageous, and so on and so forth. Oh, cool. yeah. But I mean, it, it, was, it, was, it was kind of looking. I'll watch some more episodes. It's just an interesting one. Um, so I found out that well, Knives Out. We're going through everything. Like, can I talk about your jazz album real quick? Oh, yeah. Go. Yeah. Go with your oh, jazz yeah. album. Yeah. So I was reminded today of uh, the album Money Jungle. This is uh, Duke Ellington. This mm-hmm. is jazz, and I like old jazz. 
so this is Duke Ellington, Charles Mingus, and Max Roach, all of whom I like as musicians. And they're all together on this album. And and I was like, well, I don't, I don't have this one. I remember listening to it years ago, but I don't have it. So I look on Amazon, and it's free to listen to on Amazon Music. So mm. I spent the afternoon listening to this <laughs> album. <laughs> and uh, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. And that's my that's my other media, and so we can talk about Knives Out because we're running late. I mean, yeah, we're gonna talk about Knives Out because you saw it again. Guns was off the first time, and I mean, I'll talk about it as much as I have to. Um, so in on Amazon Prime, it's free, by the way. Uh, yep. For people that don't know, uh, you can see it. Um, which I was really surprised it was already free, uh, but not really. I was just like, oh, damn, it's free. I don't have to go rent it. Um, so I watched it. Um, I liked it. Uh, I have to say the cinematography is amazing. Um, every time I'm wa- every time I was watching it, I was doing the Chekhov's gun thing. I was like, all right, all right, yep, yep. Um, the acting is really, really good. It's a lot of fun. I love everything about the movie. I, I think there was, and I think it's a personal preference. I think there's a little bit of pacing thing because I was like, uh, okay, yeah, let's go ahead and get to the end oh, of it. I never thing. same thing. It yeah. was engrossed. I, 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 I think it was just me. That's what I'm saying. Because I, 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 when I watch a movie where it's like a mystery or a solving thing, I start solving it in my head right away and start figuring out, you know, who did what and how they did it and everything. Uh, oh. And it, and it's just my mind. That's just the way I, the way I am. I enjoyed the movie. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Um, it as a core, I think it was just more of a me issue. I, I would be saying that, and I don't want to spoil what happens in the movie, but yeah, I see where the movie... Yeah. Like, Wapa! suck it, Gonzo! You can't do that! Yeah, but I, I thought it was really good. Uh, good plot twists, good story twists. Uh, all the characters were outrageously over-the-top type thing. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. It, it was he, just... he played the gambit, and then... Uh, what do you think of the accent? <laughs> I, it, it's so off-putting. And that's the best way to put it, because you don't hear and see him do that, and you're just like, no, 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 that's not right. That's not it's right. Bond, <laughs> James Bond. God damn it, Daniel Craig. Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. Uh, I, Hell, Boop says, he, I, I probably won't watch it again, uh, because the spoil is done, you know what I'm saying? The the mystery of it. But, I mean, I really love the cinematography, how everything was filmed. It's Everything like, was so positioned. After the first time you're not watching it for the for the for the mystery. Yeah, you're watching it for other stuff. Yeah, I. Well, Jim wanted to see it, so <laughs> I watched it again. I'm like, well, hell yeah, I'm gonna watch it again. It was, yeah. awesome. and I enjoyed it the second time around too. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it so I can show my mom because my mom needs to see it. There's there's a lot of different things going on in it, and it seems like. In this show, there's not one thing they show you that doesn't mean something. Correct. In the movie. Oh, God, there's, there's a whole... there's So the guy I like on YouTube who does everything great about did a two-parter on uh, um, Knives Out, which is great to watch after you've seen the movie. Oh. And then there's a, another channel I check occasionally called Just Right that does movie stuff and all. And they, he did a big deconstruction on Knives Out and how it changes genres. So, genre slash subgenres twice in the movie, which is super cool. And then he's got another one about what was inspired it, which I'm going to watch eventually. 
But it's really cool. It, it uses a lot of media tropes, a lot of uh, tropes for movies very well. Um, even just at the end, Gonzo. So how'd you like that last one? I, I thought it was all really good. Yeah, um, I, I, I love I, that I, last one because if you, if you remember, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, because, I mean, I had to explain to the person, the person that was watching with me. I was like, what does that mean? I'm like, this is the reason why it's like that. Because of what they said previously about certain things, everything's going to be this way. Um, but like I said, it was really, really, really well done. Uh, the camera work was really cool. The way it was set up, the way everything was framed. Uh, some of the lines were pretty funny, too, especially when they were cracking on each other. Uh, the the KFC remark just made me hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was it was good. Um, but I, I'm kind of like hell boop when it comes to like mysteries and solving crime stuff. My brain goes, okay, it's this, this, and this. This is what it is. I'm done with it. But um, I don't think I could ever watch it again because I don't think it would have the same. I wouldn't watch it out of the reason everybody else would. I mean, I probably would sit and watch it with someone else. Type thing, but I don't think I would sit by myself and watch it again. Um, I don't know who did like the cinematography on this, but definitely whoever did it uh, needs major praise in the way everything was shot. Uh, it was done really good. Yeah, it was a very, very good movie. It was. Uh... Yeah, uh, I only gave it. I mean, y'all gave it zero. I only give it about a half, and that's just because it's me. Just for the simple fact that there's mystery movies don't really hold me very well. Um, but it done. It did a really well job. I was really impressed with it. I really liked it. Um, oh. If you haven't seen it, go see it. I'm uh, engineer. If you're in the chat room, I rate it just below Casablanca. <laughs> I would agree. With Casablanca's cow. Yeah. I would agree. It, with that. it is a sleeper hit for sure. It, it, it's one of those ones if you like dialogue, a little bit of mystery, and the details and all. Like the background sometimes is so much more interesting. Than the foreground, they do a good job with that. Yeah, there. What what goes around on the back end and behind the scene, or you know, around the character, is important. It's one of those rare movies that I look at and like it's well crafted and you know very well done. And as a bonus, I actually fucking enjoyed it. Rare <laughs> movies, like I say, are well crafted and well done. You know, uh, The Dark Knight, very well crafted, very well done. I don't fucking enjoy that movie. That movie's not enjoyable. It's a lot. <laughs> But it's very well crafted, you know. Much respect to it. So, I uh, I liked it. I thought it was a great movie. Uh, go see it. It's free on Amazon Prime if you have it. Uh, it's a good, solid movie. It, it's it's a movie that you can sit and eat dinner with. It, it's the best way to do it. You you sit there and have a good drink and just sit there and and and, and enjoy it. Oh, I thought you meant like this movie's so nice you can invite it out to dinner, give it a little dinner, you know. <laughs> or that. Yeah. Or that. Um. But I, I, I recommend it also. It only gives like a half of one just because it, it's kind of me thing. But I, I, look, I was bad. kind of worried it was going to be a Ready Player One thing where he's like just it's shit. You're, it's because you're just hyper. <laughs> you're just so hyper. You always have to be doing three things at one time. I do. And it's like I can't watch like Law and Orders and NCIS and Criminal you, Minds, all that. You watch NCIS. Well, the thing is, is I, I. Dude, I watch Perry Mason. I heard the new series is really good, by the way. I didn't even realize it until today that they are making new Perry Mason. Yeah, it's on HBO. And it's gotten, like, extremely good ratings, I, too. I don't have any of... I don't have a cable, so I have to wait and see if it comes out on uh, on Amazon or on uh, Netflix or something at some uh, point. 
If it's HBO, it'll probably go to HBO Max. Fuckers. Yeah. I'll try and watch an episode when I get my login. I'll just continue to watch Raymond Burr. I mean, Raymond Burr. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, so... Other than that, I'm guys, that is I'm another happy. episode of More Than Dice. Everybody's ready to get the hell out of here. Oh, really? Guys, take care of yourselves. Watch out Any for each other. other. Do everything nice. Kindness goes a long way. Help somebody you love.